Hi there, how are you doing? Uh, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Uh, Gus, how are you? Uh, good. Good. What how are, are you, you doing? What are you drinking today? I'm having coffee. Perfect. Me too. We have two cups of coffee. <clears throat> Look at that. So we are uh, here uh, doing another Bible Slash Chat. Yeah. It's good to have you. We've been talking about how missionaries need to ask for money uh, because they're going to share the gospel in other places and the church needs to support them. And they're, and by doing so, they become fellow partakers of the work of God. I was going to say something, but you just totally took that away from me. Sorry. Uh, but it is a question about, like, about actually what you just said in the beginning, about money. Right. So how does our money, because, you know, this Sunday you preached a sermon at church. That was uh, really interesting. It was very good. Um, you don't but, have to lie just because we're on video. <laughs> just kidding. All right, go ahead. God is my witness. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it was very good bringing a deity in to talk <laughs> about these things, right? Uh, but it was really interesting to think about something you said in the very beginning of the sermon that was proven throughout that is like uh, our finances or window into our hearts. Mm. And it's something that I even talked to our boys about yeah. uh, later. Um, and most and I have talked about that at length um, throughout our marriage, how like our finances are a window into our hearts, but how do you, how can you explain that um, even to laymen, yeah. people that think, well, um, yeah, money's the root of all evils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, yeah. you hear that often. So is that what you meant by it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Maybe it wasn't that no. clear. <laughs> no. It was a great sermon. It wasn't as good. I'm totally lost. <laughs> you yeah. did say money was bad. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, go no. Ahead. Uh, okay, so just off the start, off the top, money's not bad, obviously, mm -hmm. right? It's just an inanimate object. Money yeah. is 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 can be used for some of the best things in the world. Uh, you can give money for the care of a helpless person and and help them survive, or or you can use money to do terribly wicked things, right? Money can be used for all sorts of evil. So money isn't the issue. Money can be used both good and evil. The issue is the heart of a person. Yeah. And the reason why money is so crucial in, in determining what's going on inside of our hearts is because it actually shows us what we treasure. Mm. Um, like, for example, if you have a person who really treasures cars yeah. uh, and they love cars, they're going to spend money on their cars, yeah. right? Have, they, yeah. they might live in a one better apartment. They're going to have a really nice car, yeah. right? Or if you have a person who uh, really treasures fitness and their body, they'll be spending money on things that will allow them to do fitness Like me. Stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, myself as well. You can tell. <laughs> My physique. Yeah. So you got you have people who are who are treasuring things, and what they spend their money on is actually what it actually is is like a litmus test backwards yeah. into their heart to see what's actually going on inside of them mm. and what they love. Uh, even the secular world will tell you this. Yeah. Uh, if you love knowledge, you spend money on college. You might spend money yeah. on books, whatever. Yeah. If you love uh, if you love TV or if you love sports, you'll spend money on jerseys and and yeah. all the latest uh, TV so you can watch all the games and NFL Network or whatever. So again. Money is just a window that passes through us into what we actually love and treasure. And what happens is, for the Christian, uh, money becomes the window to see what's going on inside of us in terms of what we love and treasure. And what it actually does is it allows us to see what's really going on inside of us. Uh, what it shows us is whether or not we're loving Christ or mm. loving something else. Uh, when we love Christ, we can still use our money uh, with freedom uh, to eat and to buy things and to watch NFL Network and to get a car and to have fitness and all those other things. But we realize that those things are not the primary thing. The primary thing is Jesus. And mm. so what we're willing to do is give those things up. Mm whether it's cars or fitness or sports or leisure time or vacations or houses or whatever, we're willing to give our money up in order to make Christ look glorious. Mm. 
So what that's doing is actually freeing us to give. It frees us to let go of our money in places and ways that God would have us to let go of our money. And the way we see that in Scripture is all over the place. <clears throat> but it's very interesting, the story of Paul with Macedonia and Achaia. Mm-hmm. So he hears that there's, a, that there's a, a famine in Jerusalem. Paul wants to meet those needs. And so he contacts these churches, these Gentile churches in Macedonia and Achaia, and he says, listen, give. So he goes to Achaia. He's in Corinth. He's encouraging them to give. They say, yes, we're going to give a generous gift. He leaves and he goes to Macedonia. In Macedonia, he says, hey, the guys in Achaia are giving a generous gift. You guys should too. The Macedonians get together. And and in 2 Corinthians 8, Paul actually says they gave above and beyond Mm -hmm. their ability. So they were willing to give even more than they even had uh, to the point of their own suffering in order to to care for the saints in Jerusalem. And Paul even tries to stop them and they're begging him to take more from them. Yeah. What's going on there? What's actually being revealed in the hearts of the Macedonians is that they don't actually treasure even their own lives Mm -hmm. in comparison with what would make Christ look glorious. And in that case, what was going to make Christ look glorious is giving to the church in Jerusalem, which provided unity between the Jews and the Gentiles. So at the end of the day, money in that case is being used to show what's happening in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And Paul actually says in Romans chapter 15, Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. It says, uh, therefore, when I have finished, verse 28, when I have finished this and I've put my seal on this fruit of theirs. What's he saying? He's saying the seal that he's putting on there is a seal that the gospel has produced this fruit in their hearts. Mm -hmm. They love Christ more than money. And that's proving that they actually are alive, that they actually know Jesus, that he's their treasure as they open their hands and let go of their money for the sake of the gospel. And so Paul says, look, once, once that happens, I'm going to go on my, I'm going to go back to Rome and then go to Spain, but I, I got to go do this first because it proves that they're true yeah. believers. And the same can be said of us. What we do with our money, what we do with our time, what we do with our resources proves what's happening inside of our hearts. If we love Christ, we're happy to let go of those things for the sake of him. If we're unhappy to let go of those, of those things, sometimes it can reveal yeah. that our hearts are not actually loving Christ. It's really interesting as you were talking about this, and maybe this is another video, but um, I was thinking of the story of um, Zacchaeus yeah. uh, and the rich and ruler. Mm-hmm. Um, two true stories, yeah. right? One of them lo- loves money. Yeah. The other one loves Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of them has everything going for him. Yeah. The other guy is hated. Yeah, yeah. And yet one of them found, finds Christ yeah. and salvation, and the other one finds Christ and damnation. Yeah, goes away uh, sad. Because of their hearts. Yeah. And it's really interesting to think about that. Yeah, it's amazing to parallel those two stories. You know, that's mm-hmm. very insightful to be able yeah. to say, like, here's one who loves money, yeah. and he comes to Christ, and he goes away sad because he's, his heart's not filled. Here's one who loves Christ, and he has a lot of money, and, but because, even though he has a lot of money, he, he finds Christ, he loves Christ, and yeah. he goes away joyful, right? Yeah. It's, it literally says he was full of joy yeah. that Christ had come into his house this day. Well, and the, the fact that he actually is bankrupt by the time... You yeah, know, he, he gives he, everything he away. gives everything away yeah. because the issue is that he loves yeah. Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. That's super insightful. So I, one more thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking, so how... Obviously, I think that when when you're talking about having money... Um, does that mean that it's wrong to have a lot of money? Yeah. Uh, is it a problem or like, you know, I don't have a lot of money, so I'm free, right? <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually talked about this on Sunday too, but, uh, it's not about the amount of money you have. It's what's in your heart. Yeah. Right. So a person may have not, not very much money, but may crave money. Yeah. And yeah. so they're super ungenerous. They're unwilling to give or to meet yeah. needs of other people because they're desperate to have more. Mm. 
a person might have a lot of money and actually be absolutely generous yeah. and say, I'll give it all away. I don't yeah, care because exactly. I love Christ, right? So it's not about how much we have. It's about what's in our hearts. Yeah. And what's in our hearts is revealed in how we use that money. Yeah. And again, just, just to be very clear, people are free to spend their money on whatever yeah, exactly. they want. But when a need arises, like what does faith in the heart do? Well, yeah. it seeks to meet that need, exactly. especially for a brother or sister in Christ. Well, it's what you brought up on Sunday about <clears throat> James, right? How... Mm you're willing to say be warm and be filled to yeah. someone and, and closing yeah. your heart to them really yeah. shows that really you're not regenerate. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, you're, nothing has happened in your heart. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's actually really a fascinating. I didn't spend as much time as I could have. But in James 4, he said, and James 2, he says, when a brother comes to you without food or, or clothing and you say be warm and be filled without give, without meeting their needs, yeah. but instead close your heart to yeah. them. So yeah. it's interesting. He's He doesn't say close your wallet. He says yeah. close your heart. Yeah. It's actually a heart. So your yeah. heart and your wallet are linked together inextricably. And, yeah. when, and the wallet reveals what's in the heart. You can't peel those two things apart. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, good. Thank very you. good. Yeah, Thank super you. That's helpful. very helpful. Well, that's helpful for you. Uh, these are always sensitive topics, but uh, we hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, you can always get in touch with us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much. Thank you.